guys, it's me, Radical Ray, and today I wanted to talk about autogynephilia and autogynephiliacs. Now, I want to talk about its link to pedophilia as well and how the normalization of pedophilia and autogynephilia is kind of a, it's not kind, it's a very dangerous trend and it's been trending this way for a while. And the reason why it's considered controversial to speak about this is because liberal feminists and trans rights activists try to bury this. Now, instead of the transgender community um, being outspoken and upfront about what will the transgender community accept, they choose to also accept autogynephiliacs and autogynephilia into their community. Now, the reason why I say this is because Dr. Blanchard and many other doctors in scientific studies have shown there are two different types of uh, trans-identified males. One being homosexual men who transitioned for various different reasons, and some of those reasons may include for safety. So it's not something I am going to demonize these homosexual men for. Um, You know, I, of course, don't want them to transition for safety, but I get that. Um... And, you know, homosexual men falling predatory to all of these systems and the, and society and patriarchy as well, you know, and all of these various different other things to why they transition. And the other is men who believe uh, they are a woman trapped in a man's body and they are indeed lesbians and uh, they have the woman essence and the woman spirit and the femininity and then all of this other stuff. These men are called autogynephiliacs. They are turned on and aroused by the idea of being called a woman, seen as a woman, and acting like a woman uh, through cross-dressing and various other methods. Now, what's the difference between autogynephiliac and homosexual men in cross-dressing regard is the fact that one is a heterosexual man, one is a homosexual man. A homosexual man is not turned on, and the studies are there, not turned on by putting on a woman's clothes or makeup. Homosexual men don't put on a dress and go masturbate in the dressing room immediately after. Autogynephilic men do. Women don't put on a dress or trousers and get so turned on they need to masturbate right then and there either. Autogynephilic men do. Now, the reason why I mentioned this and it's so important is because autogynephilia is so popular in the trans community. It makes up the majority of trans identified males. So the majority of people who call themselves trans women are autogynephilics. Um, And now I'm starting to see an uptick in uh, trans identified males who call themselves butch lesbians. So it's not even fully dabbling in the cross-dressing, but it's being so aroused by being called a woman and seen as a woman and allowed into lesbian spaces. Now, of course, I can't say with, you know, a sweeping brush of absolute certainty, but I can tell you right now that there are zero women on the planet who are so radically turned on by wearing masculine clothing that they need to do something about it in the dressing room. And the reason why I mention this is because the fetishization of womanhood and the colonization of being a woman uh, is is being just completely decimated by a trans the trans movement 
Uh, and when radical feminists bring this up, we're called trans-exclusionary, which I find to be, well, first and foremost, laughable. But secondly, they have no conceptual idea of what it means to be trans as is. If they're allowing people just to say, I feel a certain way, and therefore you are trans, and then, then draw hard lines in the sand for drag queens, then they don't know what it means to be trans. So they have no conceptual idea of what it means to be trans as is. There's no parameters, there's no setup, there's no, you have to be on hormones and get surgeries. Uh, There is no, you have to be on hormones, but you can't be same-sex attracted. There's none of that. Uh, It's all It's just so broad. Anyways, how it links to pedophilia. There has, I will link the studies in the description box for this podcast. But how it links to pedophilia is because 475 men participated in this study, by the way. Half were homosexual men who transitioned. The other half were autogynephilic men. Of the autogynephilic men group, nearly 70% were clinical pedophiles, but never called themselves pedophiles, admitted they were pedophiles, or wanted to be identified as a pedophile. Now, the reason why this is important to speak about is because of everything I'm about to say next. When we, as a society even, don't push back on pornography that specifically caters to pedophilia. So um, you'll see a lot of anime pornography do this or Japanese pornography do this, you know, the fetishization of little girls, but even in American pornography, it's, it's not just that, but I'm, I'm talking about the culture, which will tie in to everything I'm about to say. But that's why Belle Dufine is the highest paid pornographer at the age of 21. She not only looks like a child, has the stature of a child, but uses applications to further make her look like a child. And her pornography is consumed in mass. Um, So this normalization is already there and it's getting substantially worse as we see autogynephilia climb. Uh, You can kind of see the trends. I pointed it out in a few other of my podcasts, how we can see that trend. And just because, you know, we can't say, yeah, that's the cause of that without being called bigots. then we can only say things like general terms, like exactly what I'm saying. So autogynephilic men, 70%, nearly 70% were pedophiles. Now, what this means is that autogynephilic men are, you know, they are turned on by themselves and being a woman and being the woman they envision and see and so forth. And they want others to validate that experience that turns them on. These men also fantasize about having a pre-puberty experience as a quote unquote woman. This specifically starts usually at the time 
or slightly after the time they start taking hormones. So as soon as they, they start to feel that gender euphoriaism from gender dysphoria to gender euphoria, I'm doing air quotes, they, they want to have a pre-puberty experience uh, and as what they think is a very female experience and what they think is a very normal woman experience. They think all of this is completely normal. Um, so they want to have a pre-puberty experience with another pre-puberty girl. So they start to fetishize girls in the age group to which they see uh, their fantasy in. And I know everything I'm saying is horrific and I wish I didn't have to talk about it. So let's just say if you are a man who is experiencing gender euphoria shortly after you took hormones, you see yourself as a 12 year old and now you're going to look at other 12 year olds in a sexual manner and go, oh my God, I would have loved to have an experience with her and all of these other things. That is pedophilia. Now, what I am saying is not just through my own volition. Once again, I will link the studies in the description box. Um, this, this was really common. This was something commonly reported in these studies. That is pedophilia. Just because you don't act upon it doesn't mean it's not pedophilia. Then there are other other admittance of you know from these men that they want to be a child and be dominated by an adult this is also pedophilia fantasizing about yourself as a child and being sexually dominated as a child and and being turned on by that and orgasming to that is pedophilia that's pedophile Even though you want an an older person to do it to you, that is pedophilia. That is a pedophile's thought. And I know there are, the word hebophilia gets thrown around as well. And hebophilia is mentioned in the study. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm using pedophilia because everyone who looks like child and is a child and wants that experience as a child, that is pedophilia. And to put these whole entire age bracket parameters on it and and try to lessen the severity of pedophilia genuinely makes me sick it really upsets me and i know the reasons why they do it are for laws and that's even that's disgusting that to me is so grotesque that uh we've actually had to create laws surrounding that right anyways because men are just so disgusting in their fantasies so we're seeing the rise and climb of this, of autogynophilia. You know, when it used to be incredibly frowned upon to be trans, right? And to transition. And your reasons for transitioning were usually because you were a homosexual man and it was conversion therapy and, and it was made for you, essentially. Um, so, you know, we didn't see a large portion of autogynophilia in the trans and the actual trans transsexualism uh we saw it through transvestites and through uh crossdressers and through various other names but now it's just lumped in all together as 
transgenderism. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because, first and foremost, it needs to be talked about more so, uh, and it's it's hard to do so online because you're immediately blacklisted as a radical feminist. But even more so because, the you know the normalization of it and through the anime culture and through all of this, we're starting to see a huge spike in that. So when autogynephilix before dressed in, you know, I'm just going to broadly describe it as playboy models, you know, the typical lacy lingerie, and we still see a broad portion of that, um, and, and are turned on by that, that is starting to turn into, you know, Japanese schoolgirl outfits and being seen as Japanese schoolgirls and wearing a lot of Japanese gear and cat ears and being seen as a child because these men want to be seen as a child they want to be seen as a little girl and they want this experience with possibly another little girl and then they're starting to fetishize little girls they're starting to fetishize teenagers and the age keeps getting younger and younger and younger That is what the transgender movement is accepting currently. That is something that they fit into their group. And they can scream at the rooftops. They can call me turf, but that is what they're accepting. And if it's not, then they would draw the lines in the sand. They would absolutely say, no, that's not what it means to be trans. Being trans is, you know, if if you transition into a man or if you transition into a woman, you are attracted to a biological man or woman or you are attracted to another trans identified person you know it it wouldn't be oh yeah we fantasize about about being children being with other children and fetishizing children and then we want to be dominated you know that's pedophilia there's nothing normal about it and once again it can tie into porn culture for various different reasons like i've mentioned especially my past podcast And then I get to hear the, well, why can't you let people enjoy what they enjoy? It's not hurting anybody. But the thing is, it is. Um, It hurts the entire class of women to fetishize us and to make a mockery of us. To then say women who, you know, put on makeup like this are culturally appropriating and women who don't put on makeup like this are culturally appropriating. It's, It's just like this weird... Um, colonization of being a woman and it is hurting us it's completely dismantling our rights you know with the equality act currently in place so many men and you can genuinely look this up yourself men are now identifying as women and the state is paying for their hormones to be transferred to women's prisons so these these men who are aggressive rapists pedophiles are now and sexual offenders are now taking hormones to be transferred into women's prisons. And so, yeah, it impacts us all. It's not just them having fun. This is a a true, true issue with severe repercussions. Also, children are being incredibly targeted. Children are being targeted. If we, if we, (laughs) not if we, I keep saying we because I want to talk about us as a human race, but honestly, the transgender community is normalizing 
the pedophilia and and just this whole entire schoolgirl thing and, and and it's just getting monumentally worse and disgusting I just had to gather my thoughts for a moment there it's um it's an overwhelming subject to talk about so I'm sorry if I seem a little out of sorts or out of place um but I felt it really important to discuss this because you know once again my social media is one of the driving factors to my discussions on my podcast and I posted up a study about autogynephilia and autopedophilia and how the two link and how the the line is there and it's just a line that's swept over right it's just brushed under the rug because of trans rights activists and the transgender community um and you know i got a few radical feminists who asked for links which i provided and sources which i provided but then i got also got backlash from of course the trans community and a liberal feminist who said it's hateful and bigoted to see them in this light or to or to assume this or anything like that but the thing is they don't have any actual data basis to stand on they they don't have science on their side they they're this is not reality that they're they're gaslighting brainwashing manipulation is not reality these people are in a cult and that's the only that's the best way i can describe it and it's hard for me to fault the women you know because i understand what it's like being a woman and and being indoctrinated into this ideology of just trying to survive but the only way i can describe it is like a cult it's like this false basis of which you stand on in in your um hierarchy i guess but what radical feminism has is that scientific data basis and analysis being backed up by all of this as well and there have been many many studies done on this um there have been a lot of studies done on pedophilia as well it's not just some hidden taboo you know topic it's it's actually such a prevalent common problem you know there's been money put on it put on it uh and the reason why it's hidden is because a lot of pedophilia is you know linked to men so first and foremost it's hidden because you know the vast vast majority of pedophiles are men so it's hidden in that regard but not only are they men they're autogynephiliacs uh, they have strong fetishes, um, and all of these other things. So the combination of the two, right, is like kind of an affront to liberal feminism, right? Or to speak about it, it's an affront to liberal feminism. You, you know, we, if we said, okay, pedophiles and men are, are strongly linked, they're going to say, yes, we know. And I'm like, okay, but you, did you know a majority of those men are also autogynephiliacs? Meaning they love cross-dressing. And they love to be, they love to be even seen as a child in some cases. But in most cases, they're autogynephiliacs and, and they fantasize about being with kids. They want to be seen as a kid and they want to be dominated as a child and possibly with another child and fetishize another child and probably think about a sexual experience while thinking of that child. Then that's where you lose them. That, you know, that's, that's where, that's where it gets buried. 
so not to say I conclude this podcast, but to kind of like round out the edge here. The reasons why this is all mentioned is because I want you guys to start paying attention. I mean, not the, ra- the radical feminists listening to this, no, but the people who aren't quite radical yet, or even women, you know, if you are men listening to this, heterosexual men, um, I want you to start paying attention to this. So, the, you know, when, when I speak about, you know, this is a fetish, this is wrong, or this is pedophilia, and you kind of just sweep it under the rug, this is what I mean. And this is how pornography culture really highly influences transgenderism and society and, you know, our youth, essentially. So you can correlate to where hentai became popular and now where we see teenage boys dressing up as women they see in hentai. They're girls. They're little girls in hentai. And then now we see that movement moving to grown men who also love hentai. So we're seeing this trend expand, expand, expand. And you can kind of pinpoint and think about it yourselves because it's there. So when I point these things out, like, okay, you know, you do know how weird it is to you know, subscribe to a girl's OnlyFans who does nothing but little girl cosplay or, you know, fetishizes herself to be a little girl, even if that little girl is fictional, you know, it's a, I don't want to say slippery slope because it's just so blatantly there. And the over-sexualization of it is the issue as well. Now, when a woman does it to herself, She's doing it for profit because she knows people like it. She knows it'll get recognition. She knows it'll get notoriety. She knows this is what men like. It's not her being a pedophile. She knows this is this is for the proper attention because she knows that this is out there. I'm not saying what she's doing is okay. I'm not applauding what she's doing, but I'm saying what she's doing is for a different reason. And we see it typically with girls who cosplay, right? They sexualize a child uh, of an anime. So if a girl's like 15 years old, they wear the sexy version of it. But they do this because they're selling photos to men who buy these photos because they're sexualizing a child and they like that sexuality of a child. And they fantasize about it. And a woman is doing it for the profit and the disassociation of it. So it's two different things. It's not the same thing. And I just wanted to be clear about it because I don't want men listening and thinking, oh, well, she's a pedophile too then. No, she's not sexually aroused by doing this. She's not sexually turned on by the idea of being a child. She's not like wanting that. She's soliciting herself for profit because she knows being looked at as a child will gain her profit. You know, this has been a large discussion lately, especially with the new Lola Bunny not being so sexual, right? You know, the cartoons and the sexualization and how this links up is kind of like what I'm talking about. But men or 
you know, women, if you see men in the comments, you know, just like, you'll see it. The the pedophilia is everywhere. Um, so, you know, these men subscribe to these women's OnlyFans and these women look like children. They, they love being small and, you know, they love looking at smaller women, slender women, or really youthful faces, you know, the apps that turn their faces into, like, basically looking like children's and the really big eyes and, like, the really small mouth and so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not saying small women, you know, are inherently, like, not women because they have, you know, children desired bodies. I'm not saying that. I'm saying men fetishize them in that way and it's wrong. It's it's not the woman's fault. It's not the woman's choice with the body she's born in. But typically speaking, a lot of men who go after those specific body types are pedophiles. So the normalization of it is there. You see it. You see it throughout. If you just go through any stretch of social media, go click on an anime girl's page and just go see it. The comments are there. It's it's disgusting. But in those comments, also pay attention to people who have a trans flag in their bio, have the pronouns in their bio, and identify as trans, or identify as non-binary, or identify as some sort of queer spectrum. Now, I find it really important to disassociate these people from the LGB movement. They are not lesbian, gay, or bi. Lesbian, gay, bi community... I don't think should be associated with any of the things I had mentioned prior. Um, so yeah, once again, I just wanted to round out that edge by, you know, also you guys just using a few of your brain cells and looking at it through that scope and lens. Once again, not the radical feminists who may be listening to this, but the men in particular, And yes, if you are turned on by that, you are indeed a pedophile. Um, Just because, once again, just because you don't act on it, but you consistently have those fantasies, and this is what you get off to, makes you a pedophile in nature. Uh, By nature, I I suppose, I guess I'm using that terminology correctly, but you're a pedo. Like, I, I don't know how to soften that blow, and I don't plan on softening that blow, but through pornography, through fetishization, through cross-dressing, through through the whole entire don't kink shame me, through them, you know, trying to infiltrate the lesbian game by movement and normalize that, it's all just pedophilia. And I know we've had, not me in particular, but we've noticed this trend of, there was like a, I would say, maybe six years ago now there was a pedophile flag and I saw it pop up on Twitter um you know we're adding a pedophile flag now and and lesbian gays and gay and bi people came out and they said no this is not a part of our flag we are not accepting this as our flag but I didn't see I didn't hear so much from the trans community and I just remember being kind of weirded out by that um you know six years ago I was basically a baby rad femme, like, just, you know, like, didn't really think much, or at all, not even much, I didn't really think about, you know, I didn't think at all about radical feminism, really, um, I, I really didn't even know what it was at the time, I haven't really connected with other rad femmes at that point, 
but I just remember seeing this flag and, and gay men came out and said, this is pedophilia. We are not accepting this. This is not the same as being gay, you know, and there were people in the comments challenging them like, oh, well, people are just born pedophiles just the way you're born gay. Why aren't you accepting it? And these other things. And it's like, because these moral boundaries, they wanted to conflate moral boundaries with just being born same-sex attracted, which is horrific, right? But the transgender community was kind of silent about it. And there were a few trans people who said, you know, I think it's really messed up that you made it look like our flag because, you know, I don't want to be associated with it. So I will say that. But for the large part, for the large majority, I only saw lesbian, gay, and bi people speaking out about it and how wrong this was. That being said, this was, I remember a female name being attached to, you know, this is the new pedophile flag. This is what they're trying to normalize. And her being silenced and shunned and blacklisted and And they were like, you know, you know, calling her names and all these other things. But it's like, in hindsight, I often wonder if that was a radical feminist on Twitter, you know, trying to wave the early warning signal. So, you know, she often sticks and I wish I could remember her name, but she often sticks out sometimes when I when I think about this, when I speak about this or when I read about this, because, you know, that that's how media can you know, influence, uh, a decision. That's how social media can immediately make a mockery of or silence or whatever, or in my case, kind of put the spark there kind of, Oh, Oh, you know, was that what she was talking about? Why was she talking about that? You know? So this is why I, I often talk about how, you know, social media is also media is just as important. It's, it's like the new, it takes a village, right? You know, you hear the term, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, social media is that new village raising your child and social media is that new community who, you know, pack bonds with you. So it's really, really, really important to understand what's going on, what's being said, how it's being shown and all of these various other things, because if it's not, then you are you are just, you're going to be gaslit into doing certain things. It's going to become cultist, echo chambery, and and all of these various other things. But this is why I'll never say, oh, social media is not real life. You know, this is not real life. It's, it's an indoctrination to a capacity. You know, this is why it's so, so, so important. I keep repeating myself. It's so, so, so important to monitor if you have children what's going on what they're reading and have the conversations with them you know let them know uh, you know about uh lesbian gay and bi and how okay it is to be lesbian gay or bi but also let them know you know about predators and, and what predators say and pedophilia and how it's not okay and you know all of these other things it's important to do this even as an adult as yourself because i'm seeing a lot of adults now use derogatory terms about women like saying things like vagina havers and cervix owners and things like that we are women we are adult human females you know so i see a lot of women being indoctrinated into this cultist mindset as well um so you know just pay attention you guys is basically what i'm trying to say uh i will link the descriptors 
uh, the studies and everything in, in this, um, description box. Thank you guys for listening. I just wanted to touch upon this in a super quick way. Thank you guys. Catch me at Reagan's three on Instagram.